Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Pulse. We're reaching the end of the winter holidays, and we thought we would discuss social expectations. We all had very different experiences in 2022, and now that we're approaching Valentine's Day 2023, we wanted to share some of our stories and some tips for how to enjoy the holidays with minimal stress. Let's go to that conversation now. We're kind of mid-winter holiday season, if you think about it, from Christmas to family day. And we want to talk today about spending holidays with family, without family, with friends, on your own. Some of the different ways that you can look at the holidays and who you're spending them with. Because it can be a really stressful time, depending on who you're spending your time with over the holiday. (laughs) And when you're trying to meet like social expectations for the holidays, instead of focusing on what's really good for you, that can make it really stressful too. Exactly. And sometimes there's like family dynamics or drama being thrown into the mix. And sometimes it's pressures from work. So there's a lot of different things that could be related to this as well. For sure. In 2021, the, there's a study that, that was done in the UK, 23% of adults spent their winter holidays with their parents. I would expect that number to be bigger, honestly. Yeah, that really surprises me. In 2021, uh, 8% of people spent their winter holiday alone, which was twice that amount of 2020. So in 2020, of people in the UK spent their winter holiday alone. The next year, it doubled to 8%. 27% of singles reported their family members asking about their love life. So, you're at Christmas, you're with your family, you're you're one of the 23% of adults that are at home with your family, and you're being asked about your love life. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those stressful topics that if it comes up at Christmas... You know, it's not really the most ideal time to talk about that. It, it's a really good deterrent for hanging out with your family if they're pressuring you with those kind of questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that would be a little stressful to deal with. Yeah. And some people are like that and their families are still like, oh, why aren't you in a relationship? It'd be like, uh, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. Leave me alone. Back off. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, I have one more stat from that. A particular study and it said that 49% of singles wish they had a significant other at Christmas. So half of singles in the UK uh, two years ago were perfectly happy to be single at Christmas. So half the population, that's pretty good. That's a lot of independent people. Yeah. There's also, uh, I mean, there's even movies based around the idea of like family pressure for relationships around the holidays or mm-hmm. not wanting to be alone at the holidays. I think it's great the way that families love to come together at the holidays, um, but it's not always possible. As we know from the last few years, COVID and then people actually kind of just getting into the habit of not really spending holidays with big groups of people like they used to. And so a lot of people have been spoiling themselves for the holidays. People uh, are enjoying experience gifts. So uh, as much money is being spent on jewelry, almost that amount is being spent on um, like theater tickets, live shows, comedy shows, that kind of thing. Okay, $681 million is spent every year on Valentine's Day on pets. Aww. 
I mean, if you're you don't gonna... need a significant other, just <laughs> celebrate it with your pet. They'll always be there for you. Uh, for my cousin's wedding, uh, their dog was their ring bear. Oh, yeah. Some of the complications of spending the holidays um, with other people. Yeah, things that add, you know, additional stress to the whole uh, social aspect of celebrating the holidays with other people. So things like arguments, <laughs> family arguments. You generally have to cook for someone else, <laughs> which is fabulous, but it's something else that you have to do. We have some friends that do a Friendsgiving every year, the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh, they do it as a potluck and everybody, they they make up an event page on Facebook. Everybody puts, okay, these are my allergies and, and here's what I'm bringing. And then they do the turkey because it's at their house. And yeah. That's a great, that's a great way to do it. Cool. They call it Friendsgiving. <laughs> and yeah, get uh, the big group of friends together and it's a good time. For uh, Valentine's Day, uh, I've got a stat from a Plenty of Fish study from 2020 that says 17% of people prefer to spend uh, the holidays with their friends over anybody else. I think that number could um, be a reflection of like social expectations too, because a lot of people will get into relationships like just before Valentine's Day. And so, yeah, that number could be a reflection of that. I had a very interesting Christmas this year. I did an early Christmas with my family here in the Lower Mainland, and then I got a second Christmas. We traveled up to to the interior, and I met my uh, boyfriend's other grandparents that live up there, and we spent Christmas with them and time around Christmas with some of his aunts and uncles. And... A few days before Christmas, we had one of my mom's friends over for sort of like a uh... Christmas dinner and then it really was just uh, my parents and I but yeah this year it was relatively small relatively quiet other than that it was just dealing with work this was definitely a different Christmas for me. You guys know my uh, apartment building had a huge fire and uh, the universe has gently nudged us towards living elsewhere um, by having the building go down in flames. Uh, so... <laughs> Not having uh, the house, there were also Christmas gifts uh, that I wasn't able to recover for people. And that was kind of sucky. But generally what I do is I'm not with my family at Christmas ever. I think, I, I, I think I've been home for two Christmases since I moved out 20 some odd years ago, which has been really, really tough each year. But this year didn't really change anything um, because I was really fortunate enough to be put up in a hotel nearby my uh, my old apartment building. And so I kind of, I wanted to just share a little bit of the good things that I found about spending um, the holiday alone because I was looking forward to it when I knew that's what was going to happen. And then I started getting invitations from people to like do dinners and whatnot. And I was just like, I don't think I want to hang out with anybody. Um, so what I found was there was a lot of pressure off this year um, without having 
to be social because I would be with uh, my partner's family in general. Um, we're no longer together. Uh, so I did really get to spend a lot of time completely on my own, making my own decisions, feeling completely free. What I did this year was I totally treated myself on Christmas Eve to a haircut. I got a nice bottle of wine. I ordered a Christmas dinner from a, a local restaurant. It was just, it was mm, chef's kiss. It was so good. I was thinking about all the things that I normally would have done. And I would have had to make ice cream because uh, I always did that. Uh, I wasn't late to see anybody. I could totally go for um, a swim. And I did in the hotel, which was also amazing. I watched um, the Christmas episodes of The Office <laughs> because I could. Who was going to stop me, right? But, like, there are other things that you can do, like spoil your pet and watch whatever movies you want. You don't even have to watch Christmas movies. If you just want to put something on and be like, you know what, I'm watching Friday the 13th you can or you don't have to watch anything at all it was just there's so many great things about spending a holiday by yourself especially when you think about you know other people are running around like crazy they're stressing about all these things they had to do and you're not <laughs> you could totally consider it as like a mental health break oh it was amazing <laughs> the best christmas i ever had and that's the thing, too, is there's so much pressure to say yes to holiday events, but it's okay to say no sometimes. Take care of yourself. Um, New Year's is very similar, except for the exchange of mistletoe to the midnight smooch that people often do on New Year's Eve, uh, which is fabulous, but uh, you may not be smooching anyone on New Year's Eve, and I think that's... Uh, <laughs> Also, a lot less pressure if you're not having to figure out someone that you're going to smooch that night. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do like also go searching for dates for New Year's because yep. there is that pressure. But, you know, sometimes just spending it with your friends and family can be nice, too, or having a nice quiet evening by yourself. <laughs> So a friend of mine this year had a New Year's for Misfits where she had a few friends over um, and she had a big blackboard on her wall. I think she had blackboard paint that she'd put on her wall. And we all wrote New Year's resolutions on this board um, in her hallway. And so she's got a bunch of New Year's resolutions from a bunch of people. But that was kind of the thing I liked about having... Um, having that little uh, get-together with friends instead of family because you do different things with friends, right? Like, you write a lot different things on that board with your at your friend's house than you would at your mom's house, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I want to jump ahead to Valentine's Day because I have some really fun stats on that one. Uh, I say fun, it's actually not that fun. 43% of singles, this is from uh, Canadian statistics in 2019, 43% of singles consider Valentine's Day to be the most pressure-filled holiday. I, I could see that. Valentine's Day pressure to be, you know, to go on a date, that kind of thing. The specific pressures that people measured were the pressure to be romantic, pressure to be in an actual relationship, the pressure to go on a date. 37% of people reported that they felt pressure to spend more money than they wanted to. 41% of singles feel pressure to act like the holiday is meaningful when they don't feel like it is. <laughs> Sounds fair. Yeah. 
that those are all those people that are like, oh God, that's right. I have to get flowers. That's right. I have to do such and such. When it starts out like in elementary school, you give cards to your whole class or maybe just your friends, but it's not really focused on romantic relationships. And then you hit high school and everybody's like, no, you have to have a date for Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's like, why? And then there is all of that pressure. And it was a really depressing time in school for me until I decided to go, you know what? My little brother is my Valentine this year. And I took him out to a movie and we had a great day together. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you have somebody else special in your life, you don't have to... If, if you feel like you have to have somebody on that day, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship either. You can just be like, yeah, this person is special to me, so I'm going to show them that they're special to me. Yes, exactly. I mean, it should be towards anyone that you love or care about. But honestly, I have always found these holidays to be completely useless, except, except the post-holiday chocolate sales which I'm never going to complain about. 36% <laughs> of people update their profile pictures on dating apps uh, leading up to Valentine's Day. All of that social pressure. Yeah, and so and you, you brought up a really good point. It starts like when you're young, kindergarten, like young. You're pressured to show your love to people that like, come on, I'm in kindergarten. What do I know about love? You're taught, yeah, to like, you give Valentine's to everybody. And then as you age, you don't give them to anybody but specific people. And it like becomes this alienation thing. And then TV starts telling you, you got to buy this and you got to buy that. Another benefit of getting to spend any of these holidays on your own is that you can sleep in. So like Christmas morning, instead of getting up stupid early for whoever else you have to get up for, whether that's to open things in person or um, even this way via Zoom or WebEx or whatever you use. You can decorate your house any way you want to. If you want to put like a bunch of upside down black hearts all over the place, you can totally do that and no one's going to be offended. You don't have to party. You know, if you're spending these holidays on your own, if you're choosing to just like hang out with yourself, you don't have to party. Don't have to worry about traveling. You can listen to that terrible holiday album that you love so much that no one else wants you to listen to anymore. Back to Valentine's Day. Uh, I didn't do any research about it, but Erin, you mentioned Galentine's Day. I remember coming across it a few years ago because I saw it on a shop. I think it was promoting the Birds of Prey film with the Margot Robbie as a... Harley Quinn, and they were uh, they were promoting this sort of like a Valentine's Day sale or special or something. I don't remember exactly. I thought it was either meant to be like a singles day or it's just a day for women to hang out with their girlfriends and that way they'd still have a day to spend with their partners. So yeah, it's on the 13th, right? Instead of the 14th? Yeah. From what I understand, it's set the day before Valentine's. Yeah, I think the focus is supposed to be on like your on like girlfriends hanging out, just the girls. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have those, celebrate yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe a guy in Times Day, hang out <laughs> with the guys or something. I don't know how you want to put it. Palentines, hang out with your pals. 
Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Here we go. We just solved love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, Valentine's. Another holiday that's coming up that uh, is coming up quickly is Family Day here in BC. Is it Canada? And some other provinces too. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Day. So Family Day. The name implies that you are going to be spending it with your family, but it's not always the case. They added it as like a holiday in between New Year's and spring break, because typically before it was added, you were going with about roughly two months without a break to almost three months without a break. And I thought they'd add this in to kind of help ease the break and such, or at least it's sort of what I understand about it. We have way too many holidays. We just need to structure our work weeks differently. I don't think we need this many holidays. We just need like four day work weeks. But that is a whole other soapbox that I'm not going to jump onto right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've i known a lot of people growing up too who never really had great families. So they they kind of avoided spending time with their families. And I mean, you could do something similar to like the Friendsgiving where you just hang out with your friends, the people you have made into your family. Hang Friends out with day. your chosen family if you really want to spend that day with somebody. And if you don't, then man, it's just another day on the calendar. Yeah, like exactly. You get an extra day off to relax and just do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you guys have plans for this family day? I haven't thought that far in advance, so nothing specific that I'm aware of. Yeah, my family normally does something together, but I don't know what we're going to end up doing. I'll likely be working it at my other job if it's a stat day. That's uh, probably what I'll end up doing. Um, but like I said, but that's a bit far, so I haven't quite figured it out yet, but we'll see. So I will have just flown home from London, from the UK to Vancouver uh, two days before then. So I am thrilled to have just found out that it's a stat holiday. It means I get a whole extra day to deal with the potential jet lag. The inevitable jet lag, I should say. Not potential, it's coming for me. I can feel it. And that does it for today's episode. We really hope you found it interesting. And as always, if you have questions you'd like us to discuss, or if you want to be a guest on the show, send an email to voa at pacificautismfamily.com. We look forward to more of your great questions. And thanks for listening.